You're listening to a Chirp Radio podcast. For more interviews and stories, visit chirpradio.org podcasts. Hello, you're listening to the Chirp Podcast. My name is Mick, and I am here with Johnny Pierce from The Drums. How are you doing, Johnny? I'm doing good. Uh, thanks for coming all this way and saying hello. Baby, by now you must know that this love is brutal. So you're currently on tour with Brutalism, your latest album. How did you stumble on the name Brutalism for your most recent release? You know, really, the idea behind the name Brutalism is two parts. One is I've always wanted to name an album Brutalism. I love Brutalist architecture. I'm a huge fan. When I was making Brutalism, I was living in Belgium. Um, I had fallen in love with someone. We moved in together and, you know, it was like it was all wonderful until it wasn't. So I would take these long walks. I, you know, I was in, it sort of became an abusive relationship and uh, I was just constantly giving love and affection and I wasn't getting it back. In fact, I was getting kind of the opposite of that. And so I would take these walks around Brussels and in Brussels, there's a bunch of like brutalist structures, you know, like you'd be surprised how many there are. It's like pretty frequent. You'd walk by one. And um, so I'd find myself just kind of looking at them. You know, Belgium always has this gray sky. And, and at the same time, I was sad. And I was think, looking at these buildings, like how heavy they are, and you know, like made of concrete and they're impractical and there's not a lot of light that gets in. And and I felt like, God, this is, they're so symbolic of my relationship. <laughs> if you decide to feel love and give love, that's a really vulnerable thing. If you decide to feel joy, that's also vulnerable because at any moment it could be ripped away. To say to say the words like "I love you" to someone, you're in essence giving you're putting a knife in their hand where they could, you know, you don't know are they going to respond in a way that's loving? Maybe they won't, but that's the risk you take. Two thousand nine, two thousand ten, you were part of the whole sort of blog blogosphere explosion. Do you feel like that actually created a community? Sometimes it felt like the music coming out of that scene was a little bit accessorized, right? It was a little, you know, um, it seemed like something that was uh, that wasn't meant to generate connections between people. Do you do you feel like that is maybe a wrong assessment and? You know, where is that community now? Um, I didn't feel a part of any community. Um, the press lumped us in with bands like Best Coast and Waves and Beach Fossils and Grizzly Bear and all this stuff. Actually, like, I've met all those people. They're all fine. But um, I never felt a sense of community there. Like, we were never running around hanging out. Um, and I think a big part of that was when... The drums came out it was at a time where being a showman or a frontman was not a thing that was not cool it was like 
that was the age of like Animal Collective and Grizzly Bear, who were just like, we're just dudes in a band. Like, <laughs> but the drums showed up and we were all wearing like matching outfits and had matching haircuts. And like, I was like dancing on stage and like doing all this stuff. And I, I think really the essence of that was very like punk, like it, we were disrupting a little bit, you know? And at the time it was like Black Dice were huge and Panda Bear and everyone was doing like 12 minute songs. And we were like, here's a two and a half minute pop song. And I have a cool haircut too, like, <laughs> and I'm gay. And yeah. people were just like, uh, they didn't know how to handle it. And I look back really fondly at that. Like, I think that's part of the lasting, the staying power of the band is that, I'm always just willing to just put myself out there. And um, just because I play guitar and this person, other person plays guitar, it doesn't mean that I'm, that we're going to be great friends. Like I'm, I'm a heart person. Like I want to know someone's heart. My pretty cloud in the sky. I'm watching you from afar. are you the most popular? Do you find that you're the most popular in the UK, in Europe, or uh, do you find that you have a pretty strong following in Asia? Well, when the band first started, we were pretty big in, in Europe, but mainly the UK. There's just a lot of stuff happened for us. A lot of people thought we were from the UK, you know, like BBC Radio 1 was playing us a lot. We were on their year-end list as like the future of music, or they do some poll at the end of the year, of like who to watch out for. And I guess it's a pretty significant thing if you get that. And we were on the cover of Enemy a bunch of times. And so it really was birthed out of, out of London. You know, we started playing shows in Brooklyn and New York, but... The, the, uh, we signed to Island Records out of London. So we were over there a lot. Um, but now things, so, and it was interesting because the first record wasn't a huge hit initially in America. And then when we released our second album, it wasn't as big in London, but America seemed to really love it. Actually, all of the Americas, South America and Central America, specifically Mexico, um, really grabbed onto it and still to this day um, our biggest uh, fan base is in Mexico City yeah well that's fascinating Um, how do the Swedes like your stuff the Swedes I don't know every time we go through there it's kind of the most boring uh, uh, crowd like (laughs) of all the crowds yeah Yeah, I mean yeah I mean I I I think um, I really appreciate actually when we first started this band I was actually, at the time, influenced by a lot of Swedish pop, indie pop, uh, like uh, the Tough Alliance and CEO and things on Labrador Records. And there were a bunch of stuff. There was a bunch of stuff that I really appreciated. Um, It's very melodic. I think the Swedes are the kings and queens of melody. And uh, maybe they, I don't know, maybe they appreciate us. They're just kind of a bit more maybe timid in, in showing it. Yeah, I've always prefer going to like South America or pretty much anywhere but Scandinavia. <laughs> yeah, that sort of dour Scandinavian so yeah, facade. <laughs> so calm, so reserved, yeah. It doesn't stop there either. It's also like a lot of times in conversation, it's kind of like, oh, I wish I brought a book. 
But you know, I'm always drawn, like my favorite films, my favorite books, my favorite music. There's always tragedy and sadness. And you know, they say we're like drawn to the things that we see ourselves in. So, you know, I, I hope, you know, my life is much less tragic than it used to, to be or feel because I'm taking like practical choices for the first time in my, time in my life. You know, as an artist, I've always romanticized pain. And I, you know, I, I kind of would, um, make excuses for like how poorly I feel. Well, I'm an artist, I'm supposed to be overly sensitive. I'm supposed to um, experience pain. How else would I make work, you know? But that really does take a real toll. Hey, you with that perfect face. I'm not sure if it's a game I should play. Do you have something good to say? So we've talked a lot about pop music, how you are, and I know that you're a big fan of, you know, pop music throughout the years. So I wanted to know who are some of your pop idols and specifically name one from the 80s, 90s, and 2000s. Well, I don't have any idols or heroes. I learned a long time ago that like having any heroes is just always a letdown no matter what. Um, And, uh, but someone who I think I have the same answer for all three decades and that would be Bjork in the 80s she was in this great band called Kukul she started a punk band called Spit and Snot um, an all girl punk band in Iceland who are so badass Um, she did a jazz record called Glinglo Um, that was all in the 80s and then of course the Sugar Cubes and you know sang that song Birthday which I still think I cry every time I hear it She's been an anchor of like true feminism in music and she's an ultimate punk. Um, She crosses uh, all those decades for me, yeah. Johnny, this has been a great conversation. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me. I have just been in conversation with Johnny Pierce of The Drums for the Chirp Radio Podcast. Thank you so much for your time. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. Good luck with the rest of your tour. Thanks. You can find this and other interviews at tripradio.org slash podcasts. Chirp Radio, hear what's next.